Act Four of Cymbeline by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, Wales, near the cave of Belarius. Enter Clotten. I am near to the place where they should meet if pisonio have mapped it truly how fit his garments serve me why should his mistress who was made by him that made the tailor not be fit too the rather saving reverence of the word for tis said a woman's fitness comes by fixed <laughs> therein i must play the workman <laughs> i dare speak it to myself for it is not vain glory for a man and his glass to confer in his own chamber i mean the lines of my body are as well drawn as his no less young more strong not beneath him in fortunes beyond him in the advantage of the time above him in birth alike conversant in general services and more remarkable in single oppositions yet this imperseverant thing loves him in my despite what oh, mortality is posthumous thy head which now is growing upon thy shoulders shall within this hour be off thy mistress enforced thy garments cut to pieces before thy face and all this done spurn her home to her father who may haply be a little angry for my so rough usage but my mother having power of his testiness <laughs> shall turn all into my commendations <laughs> my horse is tied up safe out sword and to a sore purpose fortune put them into my hand this is the very description of their meeting place and the fellow dares not deceive me exit scene two before the cave of belarius enter from the cave belarius guiderius arviragus and imogen belarius to imogen you are not well remain here in the cave we'll come to you after hunting brother stay here are we not brothers so man and man should be but clay and clay differs in dignity whose dust is both alike i am very sick go you to hunting i'll abide with him so sick i am not yet i am not well but not so citizen a wanton as to seem to die ere sick so please you leave me stick to your journal course the breach of custom is breach of all i am ill but your being by me cannot amend me society is no comfort to one not sociable 
i am not very sick since i can reason of it pray you trust me here i'll rob none but myself and let me die stealing so poorly i love thee i have spoke it how much the quantity the weight as much as i do love my father what how how if it be sin to say so sir i yoke me in my good brother's fault i know not why i love this youth and i have heard you say love's reasons without reason the beer at door and a demand who wish shall die i'd say my father not this youth o noble strain o worthiness of nature breed of greatness cowards father cowards and base things sire base nature hath meal and bran contempt and grace i not their father yet who this should be doth miracle itself loved before me tis the ninth hour of the morn brother farewell i wish you sport you health so please you sir these are kind creatures gods what lies i have heard our courtiers say all savage but at court experience oh thou disprovest report the imperious seas breed monsters for the dish poor tributary rivers as sweet fish i am sick still heart-sick pisanio i'll now taste of thy drug i could not stir him he said he was gentle but unfortunate dishonestly afflicted but yet honest thus did he answer me yet said hereafter i might no more to the field to the field we leave you for this time go in and rest will not be long away pray be not sick for you must be our housewife well or ill i am bound to you and shalt be ever exit imogen to the cave this youth howe'er distressed appears he hath had good ancestors how angel-like he sings but his neat cookery he cut our roots and characters and sauced our broths as juno had been sick and he her dieter nobly he yokes a smiling with a sigh as if the sigh was that it was for not being such a smile the smile mocking the sigh that it would fly from so divine a temple to commix with winds that sailors rail at i do note that grief and patience rooted in him both mingle their spurs together grow patience and let the stinking elder grief untwine his perishing root with the increasing vine it is great morning come away who's there enter clotten i cannot find those runagates that villaineth mock me i am faint those runagates means ye not us i partly know him tis cloten the son of the queen i fear some ambush i saw him not these many years and yet i know tis he we are held as outlaws hence he is but one you and my brother search what companies are near pray you away let me alone with him exeunt Bellarius and Arviragus. so what are you that fly me thus 
some villain mountaineers i have heard of such what slave art thou a thing more slavish did i ne'er than answering a slave without a knock thou art a robber a lawbreaker a villain yield thee thief to who to thee what art thou have not i an arm as big as thine a heart as big thy words i grant are bigger for i wear not my dagger in my mouth say what thou art why i should yield to thee thou villain base know'st me not by my clothes no nor thy tailor rascal who is thy grandfather he made those clothes which as it seems make thee thou precious varlet my tailor made them not hence then and thank the man that gave them thee thou art some fool i am loath to bait thee thou injurious they hear but my name and tremble what's thy name Clutton, thou villain Clotten, thou double villain be thy name i cannot tremble at it were it toad or adder spider twould move me sooner to thy further fear nay to thy mere confusion thou shalt know i am son to the queen i am sorry for it not seeming so worthy as thy birth art not afeard those that i reverence those i fear the wise at fools i laugh not fear them die the death when i have slain thee with my proper hand i'll follow those that even now fled hems and on the gates of lud's town set your head yield rustic mountaineer exeunt fighting re-enter belarius and arviragus eh, no companies abroad none in the world you did mistake him sure i cannot tell long is it since i saw him but time hath nothing blurred those lines of favour which then he wore the snatches in his voice and bursts of speaking were as his i am absolute twas very cloten in this place we left them i wish my brother make good time with him you say he is so foul being scarce made up i mean to man he had not apprehension of roaring terrors for the effect of judgment is oft the cause of fear but see thy brother re-enter guiderius with clotten's head this clotten was a fool an empty purse there was no money in it not hercules could have knocked out his brains for he had none <laughs> yet i not doing this the fool had borne my head as i do his what hast thou done i am perfect what cut off one clotten's head son to the queen after his own report who called me traitor mountaineer and swore with his own single hand he'd take us in displace our heads where thank the gods they grow and set them on Ludstone. we are all undone why were they father 
what have we to lose but that he swore to take our lives the law protects not us then why should we be tender to let an arrogant piece of flesh threat us play judge and executioner all himself for we do fear the law what company discover you abroad no single soul can we set eye on but in all safe reason he must have some attendance though his humour was nothing but mutation ay and that from one bad thing to worse not frenzy not absolute madness could so far have raved to bring him here alone although perhaps it may be heard at court that such as we cave here hunt here are outlaws and in time may make some stronger head the which he hearing as it is like him might break out and swear he'll fetch us in yet is not probable to come alone either he so undertaking or they so suffering then on good ground we fear if we do fear this body hath a tail more perilous than the head let ordinance come as the gods foresay it howsoever my brother hath done well i had no mind to hunt this day the boy fidelis sickness did make my way long forth with his own sword which he did wave against my throat i have taken his head from him i'll throw it into the creek behind our rock and let it to the sea and tell the fishes he is the queen's son clarton that's all i reck exit i fear twill be revenged would polydor thou hadst not done't though valour becomes thee well enough would i had done it so the revenge alone pursued me polydor i love thee brotherly but envy much thou hast robbed me of this deed i would revenge as that possible strength might meet would seek us through and put us to our answer well tis done we'll hunt no more to-day nor seek for danger where there's no profit i prithee to our rock you and fidel play the cooks i'll stay till hasty polydor returns and bring him to dinner presently poor sick fidele i'll willingly to him to gain his colour i'd let a parish of such cloten's blood and praise myself for charity exit oh thou goddess thou divine nature how thyself thou blazonest in these two princely boys they are as gentle as zephyrs blowing below the violet not wagging his sweet head and yet as rough their royal blood in chafed as the rudest wind that by the top doth take the mountain pine and make him stoop to the vale tis wonder that an invisible instinct should frame them to royalty unlearned honour untaught civility not seen from other valour that wildly grows in them but yields a crop as if it had been sowed yet still it's strange what cloten's being here to us portends or what his death will bring us re-enter guiderius where's my brother i have sent clarton's clap pole down the stream an embassy to his mother his body is hostage for his return solemn music my ingenious instrument hark polydor it sounds but what occasion hath cadwell now to give it motion hark is he at home he went hence even now what does he mean 
since death of my dearest mother it did not speak before how solemn things should answer solemn accidents the matter triumphs for nothing and lamenting toys is jollity for apes and grief for boys is cadwell mad re-enter arviragus with imogen as dead bearing her in his arms look here he comes and brings the dire occasion in his arms of what we blame him for the bird is dead that we have made so much on i had rather have skipped from sixteen years of age to sixty to have turned my leaping time into a crutch than have seen this o oh, sweetest fairest lily my brother wears thee not he one half so well as when thou grew'st thyself oh melancholy whoever yet could sound thy bottom find the ooze to show what coast thy sluggish cray might easiest to harbour in thou blessed thing jove knows what man thou must have made but i thou diedst a most rare boy of melancholy how found you him stark as you see thus smiling as some fly had tickled slumber not as death's dart being laughed at his right cheek reposing on a cushion where other floor his arms thus lead i thought he slept and put my clouted brogues from up my feet whose rudeness answered my steps too loud why he but sleeps if he be gone he'll make his grave a bed with female fairies will his tomb be haunted and worms will not come to thee with fairest flowers whilst summer lasts and i live here fidelly i'll sweeten thy sad grave thou shalt not lack the flower that's like thy face pale primrose nor the azured herbal like thy vein no nor the leaf of eglantine whom not to slander outsweetened not thy breath the ruddock would with charitable bill o bill saw shaming those rich left heirs that let their fathers lie without a monument bring thee all this yea and furred must besides when flowers are none to winter ground thy course prithee have done and do not play in wench-like words with that which is so serious let us bury him and not protract with admiration what is no due debt to the grave say where shall slay him my good eurypheli our mother be it so and let us polydore though now our voices have got the mannish crack sing him to the ground as once our mother used like note and words save that eurypheli must be fidelic cadwell i cannot sing i'll weep and word it with thee for knots of sorrow out of tune are worse than priests and fanes that lie we'll speak it then great griefs i see medicine the less for cloten is quite forgotten he was a queen's son boys and though he came our enemy remember he was paid for that though mean and mighty rotting together have one dust yet reverence that angel of the world doth make distinction of place between high and low 
our foe was princely and though you took his life as being our foe yet bury him as a prince pray you fetch him hither there's it is his body is as good as ajax's when neither are alive if you go fetch him we'll say our song the while brother begin exit bellarius nay cardwell we must lay his head to the east my father hath a reason for it tis true come on then and remove him so begin fear no more the heat of the sun nor the furious winter's rages thou thy worldly task hast done home art gone and tain thy wages golden lads and girls all must as chimney sweepers come to dust fear no more the frown of the great thou art past the tyrant's stroke care no more to clothe and eat to thee the reed is as the oak the sceptre learning physic must all follow this and come to dust fear no more the lightning flash nor the all-dreaded thunderstone fear not slander censure rash thou hast finished joy and moan all, all lovers young, young all, all lovers must, must consign to, to thee and, and come, come to, to dust. dust no exerciser harm thee no no witchcraft charm thee ghost unlaid forbear thee nothing ill come near thee quiet, quiet consummation have and, and renowned be, be thy, thy grave, grave. re-enter bellarius with the body of clotten we have done our obsequies come lay him down here's a few flowers but about midnight more the herbs that have on them cold dew of the night are strewings fittest for graves upon their faces you were as flowers now withered even so these herblets shall which we upon you strow come on away apart upon your knees the ground that gave them first has them again their pleasures here are past so is their pain exeunt bellarius guiderius and arviragus imogen awaking <sighs> yes sir to milford haven which is the way i thank you beyond bush pray how far thither arts pitikins can it be six mile yet i have gone all night faith i'll lie down and sleep but soft no bedfellow <gasps> oh gods and goddesses seeing the body of clotten these flowers are like the pleasures of the world this bloody man the care on it oh i hope i dream for so i thought i was a cave-keeper and cook to honest creatures but this not so twas but a bolt of nothing shot at nothing which the brain makes of fumes our very eyes are sometimes like our judgments blind good faith i tremble still with fear but if there be yet left in heaven as small a drop of pity as a wren's eye feared gods a part of it the dreams here still 
even when i wake it is without me as within me not imagined felt a headless man the garments of posthumus i know the shape of his leg this is his hand his foot mercurial his martial thigh the bronze of hercules but his jovial face murder in heaven how tis gone pisanio all curses madded hecuba gave the greeks and mine to boot be darted on thee thou conspired with that irregular devil clotten hast here cut off my lord to write and read be henceforth treacherous damn pisanio hath with his forged letters damn pisanio from this most bravest vessel of the world struck the main top o posthumus alas where is thy head where's that ay me where is that pisanio might have killed thee at the heart and left this head on how should this be pisanio tis he and clotten melis and luca in them have laid this woe here oh tis pregnant pregnant the drug he gave me which he said was precious and cordial to me have i not found it murderous to the senses that confirms it home this is pisanio's deed and clotten's oh give colour to my pale cheek with thy blood that we the horrider may seem to those which chance to find us oh my lord my lord <laughs> falls on the body enter lucius a captain and other officers and a soothsayer to them the legions garrisoned in gallia after your will have crossed the sea attending you here at milford haven with your ships they are in readiness but what from rome the senate hath stirred up the confiners and gentlemen of italy most willing spirits that promised noble service and they come under the conduct of bold iachimo siena's brother when expect ye them with the next benefit of the wind this foilness makes our hopes fair command our present numbers be mustered bid the captains look to it now sir what have ye dreamed of late of this war's purpose last night the very gods showed me a vision i fast and prayed for their intelligence thus i saw jove's bird the roman eagle winged from the spongy south to this part of the west there vanished in the sunbeams which portends unless my sins abuse my divination success to the roman host dream often so and never false soft oh what trunk is here without his top the ruin speaks that sometime it was a worthy building oh a page or dead or sleeping on him but dead rather for nature doth abhor to make his bed for the defunct will sleep upon the dead let's see the boy's face he's alive my lord he'll then instruct us of this body young one inform us of thy fortunes 
for it seems they crave to be demanded. Who is this thou makest thy bloody pillow? Or who is he that, otherwise a noble nature did, hath altered that good picture? What's thy interest in this sad wreck? How came it? Who is it? What art thou? I am nothing, or if not, nothing to be were better. This was my master, a very valiant Briton and a good, that here by mountaineers lies slain. Alas, there is no more such masters. I may wander from east to occident, cry out for service, try many, all good, serve truly, never find such another master. Ah, good youth! How movest no less with thy complaining than thy master and bleeding? Say his name, good friend. Richard Duchamp. If I do lie and do no harm by it, though the gods hear, I hope they'll pardon it. Say you, sir? Thy name? Fidele, sir. Thou dost approve thyself the very same. Thy name well fits thy faith. Thy faith, thy name. Wilt take thy chance with me? I will not say thou shalt be so well mastered, but be sure, no less beloved. The Roman Emperor's letters, sent by a consul to me, shall not sooner than thine own worth prefer thee. Go with me. I'll follow, sir. But first, and please the gods, I'll hide my master from the flies as deep as these poor pickaxes can dig and when with wild wood leaves and weeds i have strewed his grave and on it said a century of prayers such as i can twice over i'll weep and sigh and leaving so his service follow you so please you entertain me ay good youth and rather father thee than master thee my friends the boy has taught us manly duties let us find out the prettiest daisy plot we can, and make him with our pikes and partisans a grave. Come, arm him. Boy, he is preferred by thee to us, and he shall be interred as soldiers can. Be cheerful, wipe thine eyes. Some fowls are means the happier to arise. Exeunt. Scene three. A room in Cymbeline's palace. Enter Cymbeline, lords, Pisanio, and attendants. Again, and bring me word how tis with her. Exit an attendant. A fever with the absence of her son, a madness of which her life's in danger. Heavens, how deeply you at once do touch me. Imogen, the great part of my comfort gone. My queen upon a desperate bed and in a time when fearful wars point at me her son gone so needful for this present it strikes me past the hope of comfort but for thee fellow who needs must know of her departure and dost seem so ignorant will enforce it from thee by a sharp torture sir my life is yours i humbly set it at your will but for my mistress I nothing know where she remains, why gone, nor when she purposes return. Beseech your highness, hold me your loyal servant. 
Good, my liege, the day that she was missing, he was here. I dare be bound he is true, and shall perform all parts of his subjection loyally. For Glotton, there wants no diligence in seeking him, and will, no doubt, be found. The time is troublesome. To Pisanio. We'll slip you for a season, but our jealousy does yet depend. So please, your majesty, the Roman legions, off from Gallia drawn, are landed on your coast, with a supply of Roman gentlemen by the senate sent. Now for the counsel of my son and queen. I am amazed with matter. Good, my liege, your preparation can affront no less than what you hear of. Come more, for more you're ready. The wand is but to put those powers in motion that long to move. I thank you. Let's withdraw, and meet the time as it seeks us. We fear not what can from Italy annoy us, but we grieve at chances here. <laughs> Away! Exeunt all but Pisanio. I heard no letter from my master since I wrote him. Imogen was slain. Tis strange. Nor hear I from my mistress who did promise to yield me often tidings. Neither know I what is betide to Cloten, but remain perplexed in all. The heaven still must work. Wherein I am false, I am honest, not true to be true. These present wars shall find I love my country, even to the note of the king, or I'll fall in them. All other doubts by time, let them be cleared. Fortune brings in some boats that are not steered. Exit. Scene 4. Wales. Before the cave of Belarius. Enter Belarius, Guiderius, and Arviragus. The noise is round about us. Let us from it. What pleasure so find we in life to look at from action and adventure? Nay, what hope have we in hiding us? This way the Romans must or for Britons slay us, or receive us for barbarous and unnatural revolts during their use, and slay us after. Sons, we'll hire to the mountains, there secure us. To the king's party there's no going, newness of Cloten's death. We being not known, not mustered among the bands, may drive us to a render where we have lived, and so extort from that which we have done, whose answer would be death drawn on with torture. This is, sir, a doubt in such a time nothing becoming you, nor satisfying us. It is not likely that when they hear the Roman horses neigh, behold their courted fires have both their eyes and ears so cloyed importantly as now that they will waste their time upon our note to know from whence we are. Oh, I am known of many in the army, many years, though Cloten then but young, you see, not wore him from my remembrance. And besides, the king hath not deserved my service, nor your loves. Who find in my exile the want of breeding, the certainty of this hard life, I hopeless, to have the courtesy your cradle promised, but to be still hot summer's tanlings, and the shrinking slaves of winter? Then be so better to cease to be. Pray, sir, to the army. I and my brother are not known. Yourself so out of thought, and thereto so o'ergrown, cannot be questioned. 
by this sun that shines i yield to the what thing is it that i never did see man die scarce ever looked on blood but that of coward hares hot goats and venison never bestrid a horse save one that had a rider like myself who ne'er wore rowel nor iron on his heel i am ashamed to look upon the holy sun to have the benefit of his blessed beams remaining so long a poor unknown by heavens i'll go if you will bless me sir and give me leave i'll take the better care but if you will not the hazard therefore do fall on me by the hands of romans so say i amen no reason i since of your lies you set so slight a valuation should reserve my cracked one to more care have with you boys if in your country wars you chance to die that is my bed too lads and there i'll lie lead lead aside the time seems long their blood thinks scorn till it fly out and shows them princes born Excellent. End of Act 4